of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. For a quarter of his life, award-winning photographer Joel Sartori with National Geographic has devoted his career to his photo arc project, the goal being to photograph every species living in zoos and wildlife sanctuaries. The ones that are nearly extinct get Joel's attention. He has visited more than 50 countries and photographed more than 11,000 species. Joel's out with a couple of more books, Photo Arc Wonders and Photo Arc ABC. And he's here. I get to look at your eyes in person. Here I am, Dale. Nice books. Hey, thanks. They're both very nice books. You really haven't made it as an author until you have a children's book. Oh, really? So you've made it. Okay, giddy up. Because you have a children's book. That's good. Well, yeah, this is uh, PhotoArc ABC. I mean, I grew up learning to read, learning my alphabet with a... Uh, a little book of kind of cartoon drawings of A is for aardvark and Z is for zebra. Sure. So we figured, uh, you know, why not do one with the uh, photographs of the animals from the photo arc? Because we've got a lot, you know, well over 11,000. So, yeah, this, this this is all geographic doing it, but with my blessing. And I contribute a little bit. And a woman named Debbie Levy mm-hmm. did the poetry in it. And it's very nice. It's my opinion that kids are more powerful than adults in a lot of ways. I, I still believe that. We have a seatbelt law because of kids. Because Probably. the kids told mom and dad, hey, I have to be buckled up. Right. Mom right. and dad say, you should be buckled up. Mom and dad, why aren't you buckled That's up? That's a good observation. So, I know they drive consumer spending, don't they? Look sure at how kids do. are in a store. Look at what parents will do to shut their kids up in the grocery store, whatever the kid wants. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's probably right. With a children's book, not only the poems, but mm-hmm. the catering to yeah. the young ones, you get them interested in your campaign, and yeah. the global campaign. Right, and right. I think that, that's, that will go a long way. Well, I, I hope so. You know, uh, our time is, is getting short. We're arriving at a pretty late hour here in terms of just getting people to reconnect with nature enough to want to save it. You know, we, we all know the bad news about climate change coming and more severe weather events. And here in farm country, we got to have timely rains in the right amounts to pull off crops. Um, and that even that's jeopardized if we cut all the rainforest down. Those drive the rain cycles on the planet. And, you know, pollinating insects are going away. Those bring us a third of all the fruits and vegetables we eat. We have to have bees. We have to have butterflies. We have to have beetles. We just have to have them. We can't live without them. I think, I think if we can get kids on board early and they grow up just knowing this and taking it for granted as fact that without a healthy, thriving earth, we're not going to be able to stay healthy and thrive ourselves. I think that that can only benefit us really because we've ignored it for so long. Parents need to take advantage of the opportunity when a child becomes scared of a honeybee. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Planting a pollinator garden in your backyard, planting milkweed for monarchs and nectar-bearing plants, pollinating plants for, for everything else, including monarchs. They need fuel to continue mm-hmm. their migration. Those are really big things to get kids so, so that they not only are not scared of insects, but they embrace them, and they think they're amazing, which they are. 
We planted a milkweed. Now we have a hundred milkweed. Good. We're, <laughs> in the needed. Johnson landscape. A- excellent. And we did too in our backyard. Yeah, they, they spread really well. And at our office, we have planted native prairie out in front again. And we put signs up for the neighbors to see, you know, what's going on here. Why does this look a little shaggy? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's good color in it from uh, really from late April all the way into early October. And lots and lots of different animals come visit it, mainly insects. But that's how I went through the pandemic, really, was photographing the native insects around here. Uh, and um, you know, we got nearly a thousand species over the course of the pandemic. So I'm grateful to them for lots of reasons. Your other book, uh, Photo Arc Wonders, groups photos a little differently, yes. shapes, patterns, yes. extra... Right. Attitude. Right. Explain that. Well, we needed a a hook to hang the structure of the book on because Geographic's big editors insist on that. And that makes sense. You can't just throw them all together and see what sticks. So in this case, it was just the most amazing animals we could find in the photo arc. Um, Things that you can't believe you can't believe they exist. You can't you don't understand what you're looking at sometimes and just had to organize them somehow. And so some are super fierce and tough. So those are in attitude. Others are just stunningly beautiful or have uh, patterns that we see mimicked in clothing. Um, just whatever, whatever struck our fancy. The book's meant to be just entertaining, really. And the first, the first few pages is my introduction. And um, the editor, Susan Hitchcock, decided, I think we should interview your family and see what they think about this adventure, this photo arc thing. And it wasn't always that flattering, Dale, believe it or not. Uh, especially our youngest, who is the one, the last one living at home. Uh, and he's the one saddled with hauling all the gear in from the truck, putting it in the basement. Then when it's time to go again, bringing it all up. It's three 60-pound bags and four 30-pound bags and putting it all out in the truck. And so there's a nice picture of them, of him in there looking very put out. Uh, and a quote from everybody talking about their least favorite aspect about the photo arc. In fact, our oldest son, Cole, who goes with me on lots of these foreign shoots, especially, he was asked, um, uh, name your funniest moment uh, working on the photo arc. And he said, nothing is coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> the truth of a child. And I've asked him subsequently, he says, no, no, it's work, Dad. It's not fun. We're not on vacation. That's not the right question to ask. Is that a good attitude to have? Will that serve him? It's a correct attitude to have because okay. it is a lot of work. But, but it's he, fun for you. Well, it's not fun. No, it's work. Fun is talking to Dale Johnson right now. Oh. That's well, the fun you. part. But the, really, the, the work itself, I just need to get through it and make sure we reduce the stress on the animals by not really speaking around them, being very quiet, respectful, getting done very quickly in just a few minutes with each species. And moving on to the next one. And so... When we're doing the work, it's stressful, and I just am looking forward to being done mm-hmm. that day. But, you know, it adds up. We're building a kind of quilt, you know, of, mm-hmm. uh, of what, what all the fishes looked like. Not all, but the ones in human care, which are a pretty good cross-section, really. If you think of what, about what the world zoos and aquarium have, it's a pretty good cross-section of what really fantastic species look like. So from big mammals to small, minnows, toads, sparrows, dace, we go across invertebrates, Fish, uh, reptiles, amphibians, birds and mammals, those classes. Anything you can see with the naked eye. And it could be aquatic invertebrates as well. Sponges, uh, anemones, things that don't even have eyes, freshwater mussels, all of it. To show people what biodiversity looked like at this point in time. Not only to have a, a record, but to get the public to, to be inspired enough to want to change 
things and maybe save ourselves in the process if we can get, you know, fossil fuel emissions under control and, and not plow up every prairie and not fish every inch of the ocean out. That, those are the big things. The photo arc's a very simple project that's meant to be entertaining, not political at all. But hopefully it'll lead to good changes in terms of how we view our relationship uh, with the earth and whether or not we choose to save it to save natural resources and the species that live in habitats around the globe. We started this by me pointing out that you've spent a quarter of your life I guess so. to the photo arc. I guess so. Is the pace pleasing to you no, at this point? No, it's not pleasing. In fact, during the pandemic, it was really nice to be home. That's the first time in 30 years I've been home. Uh, but if the choice is, is laying around the house watching Seinfeld reruns, which are great. I mean, I've seen them all. I need to get. I need to actually be doing something productive. So, out the door we go. Mm-hmm. We're starting to travel now internationally again. I'm vaccinated, and uh, it was Peru in Peru in August, and the UAE in September, and be Costa Rica in November. So we're starting to move again, and lots and lots of uh, U.S. facilities as well. Was I accurate? The eleven thousand ish number of yeah, species. Yeah, and so growing. You're, you're we'll cross the ten, 12, We'll cross the twelve thousand species mark pretty soon, yeah. and we need to get to about twenty to twenty-two, twenty-three thousand. We think that's what the world zoos, aquariums, wildlife rehab centers, um, and you, private breeders have. Are you good for that? Yeah, I are feel, you feel good? I mean, you're healthy. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you yeah. haven't had any bats poop in your eyes or anything. Not like lately. That? No, I feel pretty good. I think I think we're good to go. Yeah, I mean I'm ready. And if if I get whacked early, my son Cole will take over for me. He said, though, that you have to be completely out of the picture for me to really do that, Dad. I said, what if I've had a severe stroke? He said, only if you can no longer communicate even by blinking will I take it over fully. I'm like, okay. That's kind of a harsh thing. Guess he doesn't want it. No. <laughs> but he'll <laughs> do it. a subtle way he to would, do it. He would do it if he had to. He's been sure. along on all these shoots. Uh, he, he really... He, he believes in it. They all, you know, my wife and kids, they all, they all believe in it. They just don't want to have to do it. But Joel, if I got behind that same camera, I, I wouldn't shoot the way you shoot. Does Cole shoot like well, you shoot? Yeah, he's really, he's got a good eye. Sure. I mean, mostly it's, uh, it's just about being fast enough so that if an animal looks at you, even for a split second, you know to press the shutter and you know your lighting and they're on the background. They're in a, if it's a small animal, it's in a little containment tent, a black or white tent, and the animal's there and uh, that's, that's it, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's kind of a formula. It's not quite as interesting or layered or anything as the work I did in the wild. We've done lots of interviews about stories in the magazine on, you know, a story on Nebraska, which led to a book, or a story on the Atacama Desert in, in Chile, or a story on, on the Alaskan coast, or the Aleutian Islands. I've done all those, but, but in a way, this one sticks a lot more. Those, those magazine stories tended to come and go in a month, and this, this is really built for, built to last, Mm-hmm. You know, to be a perpetual archive and video too. We have a video arc now. And um, uh, yeah, it's satisfying, especially because we can highlight the animals that are small and live in soil or muddy water or high up in the trees. Animals that people really don't, don't know exist. We all know about gorillas and tigers, but very few of us have heard of the Rio Grande silvery minnow or the Delta smelt or the El Segundo flower loving fly or the Vancouver Island marmot. All these animals count just as much. Well, on these black and white backgrounds, there's no size comparison. So they're all the same size. They all have equal voice. And that's what I'm really interested in. The, the smaller and more obscure it is, the more I'm interested in featuring it. 
because I'm often going to be the only one that ever showcases that animal. The emotion that I have from your photographs are the ones that become extinct. Yeah, it's sad. It's a sad thing. You've captured a few, if not the last photograph, among the last photographs of some of these yeah, animals sure, on the sure. planet. Yeah, yeah, not very often, fortunately, but sometimes. Ten-ish out of the 11,000? it's hard to tell, yeah. Yeah, probably just that many. That's the thing is most of these animals are around still and could be saved. And not all of them are in trouble, but some are, the specialists generally. Um, and so we have to make sure that we use these ones that have gone extinct as ambassadors to try to get people to realize that extinction's permanent. It could do un, uh, untold damage to the human species if we lose the wrong critter. Mm-hmm. You know I, have an, I have a National Geographic yeah. in my desk turned upside down. It's a photo of a rhino that's about to die, and I think it's the last rhino yeah, on the face Amy of the planet. Vitale, the, and the, I won't the, the turn rangers, that over. The ranger's kneeling next to it. It's one of the great wildlife photographs that's ever been done. And I, I can't right. turn that over. Yeah, it's... it's because it's, it's, it's sad. Heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, yeah. Yeah, that's the northern white rhino. That was a male named Sudan. He was the last male, living male. And then there's two, a mother and a daughter, that live in a pen in Kenya under armed guard. They're the last two northern white rhinos. And so the question is, uh, if we're throwing something as big as a rhino away, what are we doing with the frogs and the fish and the mussels, the things that are really obscure, but they are so important because they have to have clean water to live in. If they're going away... What does that say? Oh, it says that our water's too dirty to live in. We, we all drink water. So it's these things, it really is it's at our peril to ignore them. And we use every species that goes extinct or is close to it to highlight that and get people to start moving and think about consumer choices and who we vote for and all that. You got a couple of Christmas gifts here that you can uh, send out. The Photo Arc Wonders and Photo Arc ABC. You can pick them up probably from your website. Yeah, if people want signed books, the only place to get them is through our our uh, office, which is uh, uh, joelsartori.com, or they can, they can call us, 402-474-1006, 474-1006, or they can get them anywhere where books are sold. But okay. those, those copies aren't signed, and we're yep. happy to personalize to anybody. Do it now. Who knows how long it will take. There you, you go. To, you want to order them and then get them sent out for Christmas. There you All go. Right. And we use the proceeds to go right back into the photo art. Uh, can we commit to having you back when you get close to a significant number I of guarantee species? It. I guarantee Can we it. have you back for that? Sure, yeah, absolutely. If your schedules jive yeah. with our schedules. I, we have a tough schedule here, no, Joel. We just don't I, let everybody I know. I come appreciate walking that. through these doors. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll make that happen. Okay. I don't right. live too far down the road, and I'll probably be around close to Thanksgiving okay. or whenever that is. All sure. right, so that'll be coming up with Joel Sartori. Thanks, everybody, for being here on Lincoln Live.